building a company from nothing is freaking hard. Us entrepreneurs are expected to deal with unimaginable challenges and somehow keep a cool head through it all. This is The Art of Entrepreneurship, and I'm your host, Jackie Hermes. I grew my company, Excelity, from zero to seven figures with no partners and no funding. The Art of Entrepreneurship is a show where we cut through the BS and dig into what it actually takes to start and grow a company. If you give me your time, I promise it won't be wasted. Now let's get to work. Today in Startup Survival, we are talking about, I guess, what could be a somewhat controversial topic, but I truly believe that it is a must for surviving startup life, which is knowing how to fire crappy customers or even how to spot them in the first place. I think spotting a crappy customer can be simple, but most of the time it's really in the nuances. There's so much that goes into a decision to bring on a new customer, especially when you're in an industry like me, where we're delivering marketing services and we're working really closely with the customers. You want to make sure that they are a good fit, right? And that they're nice people. No one wants to work with jerks. Of course, you want to know that they fit your ideal customer profile and that they have money and all that jazz. But it's also much more nuanced than that. Like, is the customer going to be a pain in the butt? And if so, are they the good kind of pain? Like, I like to think, hopefully, I am the good kind of pain that has high expectations, but also reasonable and holds people accountable and pushes for results. Or is this person a bad pain in the butt that has unreasonable expectations or worse, treats you disrespectfully? I have so many stories to tell you that when I was prepping for this podcast, I honestly had a hard time picking which ones I was going to tell, but let's do this. Every single time I have signed a potentially crappy customer because I thought we needed the money, I came to regret it. For example, a crappy customer years ago made my sole account manager so upset that she quit. This was actually the first account manager that I ever hired. And this client would call me every single time there was a tiny miscommunication. And it made her feel completely unvalued and undermined. And rightfully so, I would hate if someone was doing that to me. That's a crappy customer that we probably should have parted ways with. And that's one of the more nuanced things that you have to look for. Another crappy customer, probably five or so years ago, didn't like the copywriting on their account. And I remember them calling me and accusing me of hiring some girl off the street to write for them, even though I had been working with this woman for years. I remember it very, very clearly. I was actually on vacation and I was on a houseboat in Kentucky, which was such a cool experience. And I had zero service except in the very middle of this gigantic lake. And I had to keep convincing the friends that I was with to boat us into the middle of the lake so that I could take calls from this guy who he talked to me in the exact way that you would expect. He was just not very nice. And he kept calling and calling and he was really unhappy. And let me say, when you have an unhappy client, of course you have to fix it. But I think that there is a nice way to go about it and a productive way versus a just straight up rude way. We did not fire this client and it ended up being such a painful engagement. Taking that money was definitely not worth it. Another crappy customer around that same time, I remember went way over budget knowing dang well that they had zero money. 
They had nice cars. They had all the things going for them in their personal lives, but they clearly had no intention of paying us. And it turns out that they were doing this to a bunch of other vendors and contractors on their team as well. And we all had to get together and sue them. Not a fun experience. I had a bad feeling this entire time. And boy, have I learned lessons about going over budget and allowing clients to not pay. Uh, That's a different story. And we didn't fire them or we didn't fire them soon enough, but we definitely should have. Now, this story takes the cake. Uh, A really crappy customer once started selling our same services to our very own clients while we were still working with them. I actually found out that this was happening while I was sitting face-to-face in front of the client who told me about it. And I was so irate and I had to try so hard to keep myself together and to not just go off because I was very unhappy. I, (laughs) at the time, I thought I did a good job, but in hindsight, I am sure that my frustration and anger with the situation was written all over my face. It usually is. My face says whatever is going on in my mind. And this company was not nice to work with to begin with. And this time I actually did fire them. So it took a client trying to steal our customers for me to fire them. And I finally, at that point, learned a lesson. Like I said, the money is absolutely never worth it. And there were warning signs in every single one of these cases that I totally ignored. Now I want to talk to you a little bit about the warning signs that you should look for. In the sales process, especially if you're selling services or you have more of an enterprise sale where you're working really closely with the buyer, ask yourself these questions. One, do the prospect's needs match their budget? I listed this one first because it is big. It's very important. If your potential customer has, what do they say, champagne taste and a beer budget, or their timelines are unrealistic, or their expectations are just completely unrealistic, you're setting yourself up for failure. And it's something to really look at during the sales process. Does the potential customer speak poorly about others? This is a huge one. They say that anyone who speaks poorly about others to you is likely to speak poorly about you to others. And I find that typically to be true. And often we have to learn it the hard way. I've heard some really crazy things in prospect meetings where prospects dump on past vendors. They crap on current employees, even coworkers, even bosses. And I think that is insane. Another thing to look for is negotiation in that process and whether the person that you are trying to sell to negotiates too aggressively. I was actually just talking to my husband about this a couple of days ago. Especially when you're delivering a service, my opinion is the price is the price. And when someone comes back to you and says, hmm, I get that you have the experience and this is the price, but I don't want to pay it. They're basically saying you're not worth it. And aggressively negotiating ensures that one, you will probably come to resent them when they're paying way less than all the rest of your customers. And two, when you get really busy, they will be your absolute last priority. So aggressive negotiation usually doesn't work out well for either party. And yet it still happens all the time. So that's something I've learned to look out for. Another thing to look for is how your potential customer treats someone that they view as in power versus how they treat the rest of your team. 
So if they're kind of rude to people on the rest of your team, but they're nice to someone that they view as having power, that is a big indicator that they are the bad kind of pain in the butt. A prospect did this to us last year, actually. They treated my head of sales, who is seriously the most likable man on the planet like crap, but he was super nice to me. And we did not sign that deal, which I'm very thankful of. I think we dodged a bullet. The last thing to think about is, what does your gut say? Often, if someone is really rubbing you the wrong way or lighting up your nervous system in, the bad, in a bad way during the sales process, don't sign them until you figure out why. I'm not saying it's an immediate no. And those reactions often, I mean, you don't want to just react and freak out and say no, but you do want to figure out why that person is rubbing you the wrong way and if that's something that you can overcome or not. My last disclaimer in this episode is if you really need the cash, you might feel like you really need cash and therefore you have to take subpar clients. And I only have three words for those of you that are thinking that right now. Don't do it. Just don't. When you see a potential crappy customer, you have to move on and it will pay you dividends in the end. And if you have a crappy customer already on your roster, it's time to strongly consider getting rid of them or you could lose employees, which could lead to you losing other customers. And it's just this vicious cycle that you definitely do not want to put yourself into. All right. That's all I have to say about how to spot a crappy potential customer and firing customers. I really hope that this was valuable for you and it spoke to you and where you are in your journey. If you got any value out of today's podcast, I would love for you to share it on social media and share it with one like-minded person. Thanks again for listening. I really appreciate your time. 